Wood is back in town. It's the Minnesota Wild at PPG Paints Arena tonight. That's dad, not Pittsburgh dad. I like dad. I hate Pittsburgh dad. Le'Veon Bell says he and the Steelers are closer on a long-term contract, but the Steelers haven't said that. Leonard Skinner is doing a farewell tour and is coming to Pittsburgh August 25th at Key Bank Pavilion. But the big news is Vince McMahon is bringing back the XFL. This is the Mark Madden Show live at Buford's Fifth Avenue. Come on down and snag some gumbo. It's the best thing going today. Or call 412-333-WXDX or follow me on Twitter at X. And I just want to say, my boobs look fabulous on Channel 11. Woo! Let's get the XFL stuff out the way, or whatever Vince McMahon is going to call it this time. Vince sees an opening because of the take-a-knee controversy, the perceived anti-flag, anti-troops, anti-patriotism stance taken by certain NFL players. Vince has always been really nothing more than a cheap opportunist. So Vince is going to drape himself and football in the flag and think that's enough. Of course, it won't be because it'll be bad football, just like the XFL in 2001. And it will last one year, just like the XFL in 2001. This is football for real Americans. Our players won't take a knee. Blah, 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 blah. That will be the marketing plan, and it will fail. Vince has failed at everything but wrestling, and he's going to fail at football twice. No one wants to see bad football except in Cleveland. That said, I hope Pittsburgh gets a franchise. For a year, it might be a hoot. That's set to kick off in 2020 and set to fold up shop in 2021. Uh, what if they do pursue the football for real Americans angle and then Colin Kaepernick signs up? You know Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow are going to play in the new XFL. You just know it. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I heard Lev Bell got a reckless driving ticket. More on this story as it zooms down Route 8. Juju Smith-Schuster is feuding on Twitter with the Bleacher Report website. Uh, you heard me. Juju Smith-Schuster is feuding on Twitter with the Bleacher Report website. God knows why. Mark my words, Juju Smith-Schuster will wind up being the poster boy for my notion of the Steelers kicking their players off Twitter. Uh, ben Roethlisberger did some interviews at the Pro Bowl. In some of the interviews, he praised Todd Haley, the outgoing Steelers offensive coordinator. In some of the interviews, he took some veiled shots at Haley. In some of the interviews, Ben did both. And that's why I love Ben Roethlisberger. He's a nice bunch of guys. But the big story is the Penguins hosting the Wild at PPG Paints Arena. Matt Cullen, the man they call dad. I'd like to see Matt Cullen beat the crap out of Pittsburgh dad. The Penguins sent goaltender Tristan Jari down to Wilkes, 
but don't read too much into that. This coming weekend is the NHL All-Star break. The Penguins organization just wants Shari to play a couple games with Wilkes. Some of you idiots want the Penguins to trade a goalie. Well, they're obviously not trading Matt Murray. Jari would bring minimal return. Casey DeSmith would bring no return. Murray and Jari should be the goaltenders moving forward. You need two. DeSmith is a luxury, and he's playing real well right now, and in fact, will make a fourth straight start tonight when the Penguins host the Wild. A Scott Boris is MLB super agent. And he sure took Bob Nutting to the woodshed in an interview he just did. Boris said, quote, Nutting is sitting on an economic volcano. Economic volcano. I like that. He continues, quote, Where else can you increase the value of your franchise to $1 billion and not have to win anything? And Boris concludes, quote, They choose not to retain players because they want to make money, unquote. Scott Boris may be the only man on the planet that's as greedy as Bob Nutting, but we smell our own, and Scott Boris hit the nail right on the head when it came to the Pirates' hillbilly prince. Uh, they named the new Baseball Hall of Fame class. It's Chipper Jones, Vlad Guerrero, Jim Tomei, and Trevor Hoffman. They all deserve it, I guess. But I don't know for sure that Tomei and Guerrero didn't take steroids. They hit for power, and they played right in the middle of the steroid era. Everybody else was doing it. They say they were not. But I don't know for sure that they didn't use steroids. The big joke is the guy with the 3.9 ERA making the Hall of Fame, voted in by the veterans, Jack Morris, 3.9. That ERA belongs nowhere near the Hall of Fame. You know what the final irony is going to be? When David Ortiz makes the Hall of Fame, and he tested positive in MLB survey testing that preceded the current PED testing, David Ortiz tested positive. But he's going to make the Hall of Fame, and Barry Bonds won't, and Barry Bonds never once tested positive, uh, because Big Poppy is charming and does that cute little Latino stereotype. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, my people in Vegas say a lot of money is being bet on Philadelphia for the Super Bowl. Now, that's just the early money, but I'm hearing that people are betting big. A lot of money on Philadelphia early for the Super Bowl. Is that because Gronk is now announced as officially concussed because he's in the protocol? I mean, the game's still over a week away. He's got a lot of time to recover, but, but again, the money coming in in Vegas is big, uh, big for early. And it's on Philadelphia mostly. But the big topic of conversation is the Penguins of Minnesota tonight at PPG Paints Arena. As I mentioned, Casey DeSmith in goal again. Ian Cole may play. Cole took a morning skate of normal length today.
and a lot of defensemen are banged up. I've been told that Cole being scratched is nothing personal for Coach Mike Sullivan, as some had conjectured. Sully just thinks the other defensemen are faster and play faster. I think Cole should play. The Penguins have been playing fast the last two years. Cole was in the lineup. They won a couple Stanley Cups. But I cannot be outraged that Cole isn't playing. When you get down closer to the bottom of the lineup, I think those players are perhaps more interchangeable than some of you imagine. 412-333-9939. We got Josh Yoey at the bottom of the hour. We got Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette talking Steelers at 430. Uh, on Bell said yesterday that he and the Steelers are closer on a long-term contract agreement. Uh, I'm going to talk to Jerry about that. And at the top of the hour, I'm going to give my take on the pros and cons of retaining Le'Veon Bell long-term because to some people it's very cut and dried. I don't think it's so cut and dried. As I mentioned, Leonard Skinner today announced they would be going on a farewell tour. They will stop in Pittsburgh August 25th at Key Bank Pavilion. I'll be going to that, probably to a couple other Skinner shows. Uh, maybe, I, I think they're in Cle- they are in Cleveland, but I hate to go to Cleveland. But for Leonard Skinner, uh, what the heck. It's about time. Well, you never say never when groups do farewell tours. I mean, the Who has done how many farewell tours, and they're still uh, playing sporadically. But uh, Leonard Skinner only has one original guy left, Gary Rossington. So you'd figure it's about time for a farewell tour. But Leonard Skinner are an absolutely fabulous band. I always saw them as the Southern American version of Led Zeppelin. And I don't say that in the least bit lightly. It's the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. In just a moment, going to talk more about the Penguins and Wild tonight. The return of Matt Cullen. Also the return of Dave Molinari, the former Penguins beatman for the Post-Gazette. He's going to be doing hockey some now that his season covering Penn State is over, so... Uh, I'll see him at the rink tonight. Hopefully we'll get him on the show in the very near future. I got a story to tell about a friend of mine who was coaching youth hockey, not around here, and he got relieved of his duties for a reason that will confirm what we talk about all the time. The kids of this country are not only going soft, they're being pushed in that direction by their parents. I'm Mark Madden, live at Buford's 105.90X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, big fan. Get a bunch of dorks, dinks, and twits. Is this Mark Madden? My mouth is watering just talking about it. DX at 105.9. Hey, you know that big story a lot of people were waiting on with bated breath and glee? Flop. You can read it if you want, but that's what it sounds like. Flop. Here's the details on Vince McMahon relaunching the XFL. There's going to be eight teams. He's going to own them all. There won't be individual franchise owners. Going to be a 10-week regular season plus semifinals plus playoffs. Eight teams in the XFL. That is what they're calling it, by the way. Same name as back in 01. It's the XFL. It's going to launch in 2020. It's not said specifically when this season will be, 
But it looks like it's going to start sometime not long after the NFL Super Bowl. Uh, Vince didn't wave the flag too much in his uh, press conference, which took place at 3. But he said, we're going to give football back to the fans. And uh, he said a big problem with the NFL is that the games are too long. He wants to keep the games to two hours long from beginning to end. Said there might not be a halftime. Keep the games two hours long. Boy, he should do that with Monday Night Raw. Because he don't have enough with WWE to spread over three hours and be entertaining. So there you have it. That's the straight and skinny on the new XFL. Uh, Vince should let the XFL players smoke all the pot they want. Then sign away half of the NFL's rosters. This is the Mark Madden Show. Live at Buford's Kitchen right across the street from PPG Paints Arena. Tiger Woods is going to play at a PGA event this weekend. Maybe that even started today. I don't know because I don't care. Everybody's saying, oh, he's going to bring golf back to life, which totally disrespects the guys uh, that have done so well in his absence. Although, you know, I'm having trouble thinking of any of their names off the top of my head. So maybe golf does need Tiger Woods back after all. I was listening to Stu Gotts uh, on ESPN Radio today, and he said he expects Tiger to come back and win at least one major and maybe more. Yeah. Okay. Why not just say he's going to win 15 more majors? Because there's as good a chance of that happening as there is him winning one. Uh, the NHL came down real hard on Brad Marchand. Uh, that little rat who's a pretty good player for the Boston Bruins. Uh, he's the guy James Neal got with the million-dollar knee lift. Uh, Nealer got suspended for kneeing Marchand in the head when uh, Gigolo Jimmy was still a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And everybody came down so hard on Nealer, and I said, well, at least he got the right guy. But uh, Marchand got five games. He's in the NHL All-Star game. Now I wonder. Does that mean he doesn't play in the NHL All-Star game? Ordinarily, I would say let him play. But this is a guy who's been a repeat offender as far as being suspended. The elbow he landed to get a five-game suspension looked like Dusty Rhodes with the old bionic elbow. I, I don't know. I guess it's harmless to let him play in the All-Star game, but uh, I would think uh, about doing otherwise. We got Josh Yoey in just a few minutes to talk Penguins hockey. Uh, I was at the bottle shop last night out in uh, Heidelberg, and the Duquesne game was on TV. Duquesne men's basketball is pretty good these days. Game goes to overtime. It was very winnable, but they lose at home in overtime to Rhode Island. Pitt had a huge lead at home against NC State, blew it, lost. Pitt is still winless in the ACC. That's what the local college basketball teams have always been good at, breaking your heart. Uh, but like I said, Duquesne basketball is a decent team this year, and it looks like the program's finally going places under the new coach Dambrot. So now that the Steelers are over, maybe we'll get him on the program for a little conversation. Uh, Pitt's too good to be talked about on this show. Their athletic program is 
beyond reproach. And, you know, as long as they keep telling their athletes when they can and can't appear on the show, and God forbid they talk the week before the Penn State game when people do care, I just don't think I'm good enough to talk to Pitt's athletes. I, I think that I'm beneath them. Josh Joey next, 105.9 The X. This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Joining me now from TheAthletic.com, it's Penguins beat guy Josh Joey. Josh, Casey DeSmith is in goal again tonight for a fourth straight start. Is he the number one goalie now? Of course, I'm kidding, but my God, four straight starts? Um, well, I guess there's something to be said for riding the hot hand. Um, you know, he's played really well. I don't think anybody would dismiss that. Um, I was surprised that Jari didn't get the start in San Jose last weekend. Uh, DeSmith had the one start, and he was good. I kind of thought that was all they were going to give him. Uh, I hadn't sensed earlier in the season that they had a ton of confidence in this kid. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously Sullivan wants to ride the hot hand uh, through the end of the first half here until the All-Star break this weekend. I'm sure Matt Murray will get the uh, first start uh, next week when I think the Sharks are in town. But uh, a little surprising, but he's been really good. You can't deny how good he's been in his few starts. Uh, no question. Uh, what do you think DeSmith does well, Josh? Because he's not spectacular. He makes it look easy, which is a good thing. So he's a really good athlete. I mean, he's one of the smaller goalies in the NHL. I think he's you know six foot, maybe 180 pounds. And it seems like Mark every goaltender in the league now is like Matt Murray. They're six four or six five, and just kind of stand there and let the puck hit them. He's not really that style of goaltender. He relies on his quickness and his athleticism. Watch him move post to post. He's really quick, and, and he has to be at his size. Um, his rebound control has been outstanding as well, which you don't really see very often for a guy with. Uh, such limited NHL experience. I don't know that he's really this good. I, you know, he might just be an AHL goalie who's on a hot streak. I don't know. But he's, he's also put up unbelievable numbers in Wilkes-Barre. I think his record was, I don't know, something like 21-4 or something like that. Um, so this is an interesting guy. He's a late bloomer. He's age 26. But um, he is an NHL athlete in terms of that caliber, no question. How much value would either DeSmith or Jari bring in a trade because i think the hoi polloi are drastically overestimating that totally agree um it's not that they wouldn't bring anything in return jari certainly is considered to be a guy with a much higher ceiling and he's a couple years younger than the smith also so you'd get a lot more for tristan jari but here's what people need to realize every team has a tristan jari or two in their system I mean, that's just the way it is. Just like most teams have a Daniel Sprong in their system or a couple of Daniel Sprong. So people think you can trade a Daniel Sprong or a Casey DeSmith or a Tristan Jari and get some kind of impact player back. It's not always going to work that way because other teams have good systems as well and they have good young players on the way. So sure, you could get something for Jari. Could you get something that's going to impact a Stanley Cup playoff race? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, it looks like Ian Cole may play tonight. Uh what defenseman is going to sit, Josh? I know a few of the guys back there are banged up, aren't they? Uh, they are. Um, Hunwick wouldn't surprise me. He's been banged up, and frankly, he hasn't played very well at all. And uh, This whole Ian Cole situation is really interesting, Mark. I, I know he's not real happy about it. He's, you can kind of tell he's biting his tongue right now, but I know he's upset that he's not playing. Um, I've had a couple of players tell me just kind of, you know, off the record that they're surprised he's not in there, that they think he's one of their six best defensemen. Um, obviously, there's some friction between Cole and the head coach. It's not a secret. It's been going, well, no, going no on No question, for a while. Josh, but, but Sullivan also feels that Cole doesn't 
play fast enough or skate fast enough. Isn't that correct? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's often his, if he does have a criticism of Cole, it is probably that. But um, I don't know. I, I think the whole thing is curious. I, I would suggest that Cole has not played quite as well this season as he did last. But to me, he's clearly one of their six best defensemen. I don't think anybody could objectively look at their blue line and not feel that way. So it, it, it is bizarre, I think. And obviously there's a conflict between the coach and the player. And it certainly makes you wonder. I mean, I know there have been rumors about Cole being on the trade block for quite some time. I still think there's a real chance that will happen, assuming the blue line stays healthy, because it's probably not going to be a good situation to have a guy who's a little disgruntled and not playing around. It just doesn't make sense. The Penguins have won 7 out of 10 in January. Are they back on form, Josh? The scores may look like it, but not all the games do, even the wins. Uh, The 3-1 win over Carolina the other night, I thought they easily could have lost in Mostly looked ordinary. Well, I think their best players in general are playing much better now, uh, especially Crosby and Malkin. Uh, those two have been fabulous the last couple of weeks. And, you know, when, when those two are locked in like they are, um, that certainly makes the Penguins a better team and they're going to win more games. It's as simple as that. Uh, I still look at the Penguins and I see a bit of a flawed roster in some ways. And until that is addressed, I don't really know what their ceiling is, Mark. I mean, They've made it very clear that they want Crosby and Malkin and Kessel on three different lines. That's fine. I, I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. But they've also made it clear that they don't want Jake Gensel to play center. So as a result, you're going to have Riley Shea in centering Bill Kessel. That doesn't work. It just doesn't. And so you're not really getting the, the most that you can get out of your best players. So uh, that's just one example. But there, there are certainly a couple of areas where I still think this roster is a bit flawed. But to answer your question, sure, they're playing much better now than they did a month ago. I, I think the... Uh, the arrow is pointing up right now on them. We're talking to Josh Joey of TheAthletic.com. He's brought to you by the Orthopedic Institute at Monongahela Valley Hospital. Josh, is JSD a, a legit NHLer? Will he continue to, to, to get a jersey? And if so, where does Ryan Reeves go from here? Uh, you know, I don't know yet, Mark. Um, it, it's only been a few games. It's hard. He definitely has NHL skill level. Um, there's no question about that. Is he really a guy that you would want as a traditional third or fourth line center? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. He's not a very big guy. Um, I, I don't see him as being somebody who's going to be in the top 12 when the postseason begins. Uh, I still think they're going to bring in a forward or two before then, and that's part of why I say that. But you know what? He doesn't look out of place. Uh, there's no question about that. So I, I would just like to see him play a little more and, and see what's there. I think there is something there. And as for Ryan Reeves, uh, I think – You'll see him in the lineup most of the time in the regular season, but I certainly am getting the suspicion that when the postseason arrives, uh, I'm not so sure he will be on the fourth line. I I think uh, if the Penguins do bring in another forward or two, and if they're healthy, um, Sullivan likes his speed. You know, He he wants all four lines to be able to skate, and that's just not really the case when he's on the fourth line. He's not that kind of a player. So I I would not be shocked if we see him at the press box in the postseason. I'm speaking generically here, Josh. What would you rather have, a two-way player or a guy who scores goals? Because the Penguins have been put to a choice in that regard. Well, I'm all about people who score goals. That's probably because I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, so I'm used to watching that kind of hockey. Um, Ideally, you need both. But, um, you know, if you're alluding to Sprung in particular, um, there are facets of his game that the coaching staff clearly doesn't like. And that's why he's not here right now. Um, 
Is that fair to him? Not necessarily, because I guarantee you that kid will score goals if he's in the NHL. He's going to score goals wherever he is. And um, if the Penguins decide to leave him in Wilkes-Barre, uh, they might be taking a chance, because they haven't been a great offensive team this season, and I think they could use him. The Philadelphia Flyers are ahead of the Penguins and in third in the Metro. What is going on there, Josh? Are those guys that much better? Uh, it, it sickens me, but they're ahead of the Penguins. I was going to say, I knew you, you couldn't have been pleased asking me this question. Um, I don't think they're better than the Penguins. I, I think they are an average team on a bit of a hot streak. They had a ton of loser points earlier this season. They weren't losing many games in regulation, and that has certainly helped them in the standings. Um, they do have some good young players. I mean, they, they do not play like the Flyers of old, and they still have a couple of guys who are you know, maybe a little bit on, on, on the edge of being a cheap shot artist, but they're not some kind of goon squad now. They're really not. They have some good young players, especially on their blue line. So I, I think they're making strides. Do I really think they're a playoff team? No. I, I absolutely think they will fade. I think the Devils are probably going to fade a little bit, too, while we're talking about the Metro Division. And the standings are unbelievably tight right now. I mean, I think like three or four points separate second place from seventh place, but I, I don't see them as a playoff team. I think they'll fade. Uh, in that vein, do you believe, as I do, five teams are going to make the playoffs from the Metro, and who do you think those five teams are going to be? Well, there's no question five are going to make it. Um, to me right now, Washington and Columbus and Pittsburgh are about as close to locks as you can get. Uh, I feel good about those teams. Um, after that, boy, it's a real crapshoot. You know the team I'm intrigued with, though? Uh, the New York Islanders can score goals. Uh, they have a really gifted group of forwards. They're not great on the blue line, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they get in. I've actually been really impressed with them every time I've seen them play. And the Rangers are kind of the X factor for me. I don't think they're that good, but they still do have a very good goaltender, albeit maybe not one. One might be a little past his prime, but Lundqvist is still very good. He might be enough to get them to the playoffs, but, boy, they sure strike me as one and done if they get in. Uh, Matt Cullen is back in town with the Minnesota Wild. How much do the Penguins miss, Cullen, uh, Josh, and in what ways? Well, this is such of a cliche, Mark, but in his case, I think it's true. I've had five guys in the last week tell me, yeah, this locker room really does miss him. And it was everyone. Uh, Sidney Crosby and Matt Cullen are really close. You know, Sid's, it takes Sid a while to trust people, I think. And, and he trusted Matt Cullen from day one. And that was just a real confidant of his in the locker room. I think he misses him. And I also think the young guys miss him. If you ask... Kunak or Rust or Sherry about Matt Cullen. They're the ones who called him dad, and they meant it. Uh, That guy was their leader, and they miss him a ton. So from that standpoint, sure, they miss him as much as anyone. Uh, Do they miss him on the ice? Yeah, they do. Uh, My point or question might be, you know, is Matt Cullen the same player he was last year? Uh, I don't think he is. I think age has finally started to catch up to him a little bit. He can still certainly be effective, but I don't know that they – are missing out that much by not having him anymore, but do they miss the 2016-17 version of Matt Cullen? Yeah, they sure do. Who do they miss the most out of the players uh, they lost after winning the Stanley Cup last year? I think Benino is an easy choice, but I think they really miss Ron Hainsey, too. That defenseman that can play both sides with that big reach, great on the PK, they could really use him back, I think. They could. Um, is it against the rules to throw out Marc-Andre Fleury? Because I think they miss him, too. Uh, if they had two number one goaltenders, they sure as heck would just be in a battle for the playoffs right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they miss all of those guys. You're right about Hainsey. Um, but I, I still would probably pick Benino just because 
you know, look at what they want right now. That they, they really covet a center who is a good penalty killer who can also play with Phil Kessel. Uh, Nick Benino was just that. Now, granted, he was not as effective with Kessel last season as he was the season before, but nonetheless, that was a guy they could put in that role, and they knew they would score together. And Benino was just everything they wanted in the third-line center. They just weren't willing to pay him what Nashville was. So they miss all of those guys to some extent, but he's kind of the one that jumps out to me. Josh, great stuff. We'll see you at the rink tonight. All right, Mark, see you tonight. That's Josh Owey. Check out his work at theathletic.com. Uh, in just a moment, I'm going to talk a bit more, not a lot more, but a bit more about the Baseball Hall of Fame voting. Uh, a lot of guys made it who should, but a lot of guys didn't who deserved it more. I'm Mark Madden, live at Buford. It's 105.90X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. I am the voice of the voiceless. <laughs> So, just, just a thought. What, what the hell are you talking about? The X at 105.9. I'm not going to talk much about the Baseball Hall of Fame. The four guys who made it are deserving at some level. Uh, Chipper Jones was a lock. He might be the second-best switch hitter ever after Mickey Mantle. But back when these guys played, Chipper Jones, Trevor Hoffman, Jim Tomey, and Vlad Guerrero, the guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame made the headlines. The guys who did make the Hall of Fame this year, they were on page two. And that is all the people need to know 412-333-9939 is the number to call no quarter is brought to you by cw electrical services any customer who schedules a job by monday february 5th will receive an installed whole home surge protector absolutely free that's a 399 dollars value free from cw electrical services Make the switch. A lot of ads, a lot of giveaways. I listen to the new sound of 13Q. Penguins host Minnesota tonight. Casey DeSmith will be in goal. Let's break down the Penguins' current goaltending situation because a lot of you are reading too much into things. Tristan Jari did not get sent to the minors because he's the Penguins' third best goalie. He got sent to the minors because the NHL has its all-star break this weekend. Wilkes-Barre Scranton has two games, and Jari is going to play in both of those. They want to get him some work before he, I, I would guess, returns to Pittsburgh. I see him as the number two, despite Casey DeSmith uh, playing very well and being scheduled to make a fourth straight start tonight. Those of you who... Uh, think the Penguins could get a lot in return for Jari or DeSmith. They could get something for Jari. They won't get anything for DeSmith. DeSmith's 26. He's small. He was in Wheeling a couple years ago, for God's sakes. That doesn't detract from what he's currently doing, but he was in Wheeling two years ago. I, I mean, teams are going to look at that. His value is more to the Penguins than any other team. And before you say trade Jari and make the Smith the number two, 
Ask yourself, who would you feel comfortable in a playoff series with, in goal, if Murray was hurt? Tristan Jari or Casey Smith? I would feel okay with Tristan Jari, with, with all due respect, because he's played very well, is playing very well. I wouldn't be comfortable just yet in a playoff series with Casey DeSmith. I wasn't comfortable with Jeff Zadkoff either, but he managed to split to open the playoffs two years ago en route to a Stanley Cup. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, here's a sign of the times. A friend of mine who coaches hockey, 13-year-old players, elite. It's a travel team, not from around here. His team's board asked him to step down as coach, resign, because he yelled at a kid. The kid cried, and while yelling at the kid, he used the word, goddamn. They relieved him from coaching because of that. And that's why our kids are soft. We have eliminated the concept of an unpleasant moment as a teaching tool. That's why nobody owns failure. It's why when our kids fail, and really our young adults, they point at someone else, call him or her the boogeyman, because it couldn't possibly be them who came up short. People in general suck, and they're only going to suck more. Anyway, Penguins goaltending situation, 412-333-WXDX. Ian Cole in the lineup tonight instead of Matt Hunwick. That's what we're hearing. 412-333-WXDX. Riley Shane, the third line center, like Yoey said. Shane's playing okay, but how long can you play him with Phil Kessel? 412-333-WXDX. Ryan Reeves out the lineup. Yoey saying that when the playoffs come around, Reeves might not be in the lineup because Sully wants everyone to be fast. Well, I've seen Reeves skate. He's pretty fast. And when he was acquired, that was part of the sale to the fans why acquiring Revo was a good news because for a big guy, for a tough guy, he can really skate. I'd play Ryan Reeves. I'm not outraged that he got scratched the other night or that he's likely to get scratched tonight. And usually I don't think it matters who the fourth line right wing is. But when the division games start, we're going to need Ryan Reeves in the lineup. And frankly, not some nondescript fourth line guy like JSD. JSD is not going to help you against the Flyers. Ryan Reeves is. Same with the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils. Those division games, you're going to need Ryan Reeves. 412-333-9939 is the number to call in 30 seconds. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of giving Le'Veon Bell a long-term contract. Lev says he and the Steelers are close. Not close, but close. Err. 1059 the X.